Podcasting from their dining room table in California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. There we go. Okay, the button's red. The button's red. All right, we're, we're good. We're recording, everybody. Oh, man. We just rambled for five minutes, and then I realized I forgot to hit record. So, welcome to the Stonebergs. Welcome to the Stonebergs. On brand. We are here, and we're excited. Uh, hi. We're, <laughs> Sorry. We're here, we're queer. <laughs> Adjust. I just, wow. Listen, Boo, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Boo. Usually that's kind of a joke because we live together. Yeah. But uh, I've been gone for five days, so it's good to see you. Not today, neck. That's right. Just uh, Oh, that's from Bravo World. Okay. What does that mean, not today, neck? Well, you're supposed to, uh, a lot of people say not today, Satan. Uh-huh. But um, when Candace Dillard, mm-hmm. queen icon legend, by sure. the way, from Real Housewives of Potomac, got upset. She got activated by Giselle. And so when she, she said- She got activated. She got activated. Was she a sleeper cell? Yes. She got activated. Uh-huh. She got mad. And uh-huh. so in one of her interviews, she said, not today, neck. Meaning her saggy neck. Oh, she oh she was accusing her of having a saggy yeah. neck. Interesting. So then it became a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. I do that sometimes if I'm being a prick to like a stranger. Like <laughs> you 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 call them like a characteristic of their appearance appearance. Like uh, you know, hey hey, take it easy, blue t shirt. You know, or why is that such I don't, a, I don't know why that's funny. Just, it is you know. funny, but it's also like yeah. so demeaning. Yeah. Like yeah. Hey, what'd you say, Captain Ponytail? Captain, yeah. see, that's Captain a Ponytail good one. is one of my favorites. You know, I like Captain Ponytail. What's up, yellow shirt? <laughs> you know, I used to do this thing. The shirt color is very mean. I don't know why I'm hurt by that. <laughs> like I, when you said blue shirt, I was mm-hmm. like, "What's wrong with my blue shirt?" Yeah, it's crinkly and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm beautiful. No, I do like the outfit, by the way. Thank you. Are these are those technically pajamas? Okay, they're leisure wear, uh-huh. which is now in. Okay. And if you're super skinny and a youth, mm. what they're doing mm. is undoing it, right? The button, the top. Okay. And they're just wearing a cool bralette. What's so a they're show Like a cool, just a bra, like a really nice silky bra. So when you're going out, it doesn't look like pajamas. You look like you're about to just go disco. Like Helen Mischke, the braless wonder. Yes. In Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, heiress to the O. Henry candy bar. Well, sort fortune. of, but it's it's a bra corset. Think of a corset. Okay. They're wearing a corset underneath, uh-huh. and then this is open. Okay. But I'm doing the Nana in Boca Raton look. Hmm. I like it. Thank you. I like it. It looks good. Hey. I should get a, a matching pair. Well, we all know your thoughts on pajamas. Yeah. Oh, actually, we don't. Explain your thoughts on pajamas. I didn't you know don't, I had thoughts on pajamas. You don't like them. I mean, they're I've, okay. I've tried to get you pajamas before. Oh, like the matching set? Yeah, so I, we're good to yeah, pictures. I just feel like a little boy. <laughs> I'm not a little boy. I'm a big boy. You're a man. I'm a man. <laughs> man. Men don't wear matching pajamas. We wear old concert t-shirts and Underwear with holes in them. I mean, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you were correct with this outfit. Like, I think you could wear the pants mm-hmm. with, like, a nice shirt. Uh, not this shirt, but, like, okay. a different type of shirt, and it be an outfit. Hey, if I want to wear some jeans and this shirt, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you put them together, I'm on my way to hospice. <laughs> Don't say that. I can say that because I've been there. I know. Is that wrong? You have not been there. I don't I've, want you to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You, I've you've been there as a visitor. <laughs> I don't want you to be anyway, there as a patient. Anyway, way to bring it up. Yeah, hey. Wait, how was the comedy festival that you had oh, lined? <laughs> so good. Welcome to the Stonebergs Hospice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good to be back. I was gone all weekend. Uh, I'm so tired. I, I didn't route this little run very well. I forgot that uh, Cincinnati was six hours from Milwaukee, and I had to be in Milwaukee at like 1 p.m. Oh. on Sunday. Oh, no. After doing two shows Saturday night in Cincinnati. So I got like three hours sleep, got up at 6 a.m., drove six hours to Milwaukee, 
did, uh, but it was worth Ooh. it because it did the live Boogie Monster reunion. <gasps> oh, that was that fun. Go? It's good to see old Kyle. We had a good time. I hadn't seen him since uh, we we started our hiatus back in whenever was that April or May. I don't I remember, remember time or space. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But, uh, yeah, uh, for context, if you if you don't listen to the uh, other podcast I used to do with Kyle Kinane, uh, we did the Boogie Monster for almost seven years, and we're on a little hiatus, uh, indefinite. We're not. We're playing it by ear. You know, there was no fallout. There was no beef. It was just, yeah. I think we both needed a break. It kind of, I don't want to say run its course, but I did. Sometimes you need a refresh. Yeah, I just felt like the show was getting a little stagnant. And, you know, with everything else going on, you know, I'm just, I was trying to recommit my life to stand up. Yeah. You know, I remember that growing up in church. Every now and then somebody would come up and they would make a public acknowledgement of recommitting their life to Christ. I know, recommitting. So, yeah, so I'm recommitting. I, I've been recommitting my life to stand-up comedy. Uh, How do this you summer. recommit to Christ? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. So Thoughts? None. Give us a call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is Charlie okay over there? What's She's going on, bud? He's in the curtain. Charlie's been acting out lately. I'm going to I'll tell you, this off. weekend has been a Charlie extravaganza yeah how's he doing emo he's just sad he's, he's always sad, sad all the time should we do they do they have dog therapists should we take him in i know <laughs> honestly i was looking up dog acupuncture oh no i don't think that it helps relieve stress says uh, says who says doctor what was that guy that told me i was gonna die that's like when they say like, kim dr kim like remember dog food new and improved taste says who <laughs> the dogs oh he's not comfortable oh jeez. he thought that was a blanket i think he thought the curtains were a blanket I'm and confused. now he's wrapped himself into a curtain hey buddy oh jeez. well how was okay so i know i want to talk to you about something uh-huh how was the travel day i know you get a little grouch mcgroucherson sometimes on travel days do i i try not to but well I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't say grouchy. I'd say incredibly specific about your wants and needs. Really? That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do, I never noticed well, it, course, but you, you it pointed sucks. it out. You pointed out that I like shift into like like game mode. Oh, when you're it, amazing it, in the airport. Yeah, when it's time to travel, like I, I ain't got time for chit chat. Nope. You know, let's, let's focus. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I I absolutely despise air travel. Like it's just the whole process. It's just, awful. I mean, no, I, you're correct I, in I being annoyed. Yeah, that's not a unique opinion. Uh, nobody likes flying and going to the airport and stuff. But just just the whole process. Ugh. Well, so. every time I've been with with you in an airport, what I find hilarious is you get stopped. Every time. Oh, my you get, God. Every time you get patted down, and it is amazing to watch. It's okay, Charlie. Just go into it. Oh, boy, he's gone. Yesterday Shit. was <laughs> the worst it's ever been. I got straight up molested. Okay. At I'm serious. I'm not. <laughs> Molestation like, and hospice. It was nuts. Like, this guy. Okay, I mean, you just, always say that, No, though. but it was like just all the nooks and crannies. And then they get away with it by saying, oh, it's the back of the hand. <laughs> but, like, in this modern age of, like, <laughs> hyper-aware, like, sexual misconduct, like, in any other context, you know? No, you're correct. And I get, hey, we're just doing our job, but let's be honest, this is America. You know, who do you see just really crushing their job? But if that was my job, it would be totally understandable if they were just like all right blah, blah, blah. okay you're good yeah. but this guy was like looking for the holy grail like how okay how ins- many seconds was it do you the whole thing probably took 30 seconds and no. usually takes like what five or ten i mean just up into the crotch yeah up this leg Back of the hand, all across the balls and in, in the the Dave and Buster's. Did you say anything? Then I no, I just kind of giggled, and he, they <laughs> even said like, "Hey, would you rather like they they gave me an option to like, do you want to go step into another room?" And I'm like, "Man, do your thing." And then I had to turn around, up the crack. Then I had to do a thing where I turned back around and I I, I put one foot forward, one put foot back. I'm like doing like a standing split. 
They're all up in me. Like, it was insane. And like, I, okay. Is it ever a woman? Because that's interesting. No, I think they, they, they have, have to, to be like, yeah, I think they have to What if I was like, that. I prefer a man. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer a woman. <laughs> do you have any buxom ladies that could do this? <laughs> but I just walked through the fucking metal detector. Here's my question. Oh, what boy. what am I, what do I have, right, pardon the whatever, what do I have in my pants, mm-hmm. hypothetically, that's not made of metal, that is still dangerous. Like, what are they looking for at that point? They're looking... Okay, I think they're looking for drugs. Because you'd be the perfect drug mule. Okay, well then... So, the the whole TSA thing... Yeah, The whole TSA... Is that, is that to keep us safe on airplanes? Or is that to enforce drug laws? Aaron? Like... Fact check. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you're looking for drugs. So, this whole song and dance and all these soldiers in blue... Yeah. That are protecting us from terrorism. Who gives a shit? Do you know? I mean, yeah, I know you can't be taken drugs, but like, what's the focus? Yeah. And, but like, if we're looking for weapons, what I what I got a paper mache bomb? I got a rubber gun. <laughs> I got you could. I got a cardboard knife. You could have a shiv but, made of a fork, plastic. But like, no. I'm, I'm joking. But I'm also being serious. Like, what could I possibly have? That's not made of metal. That that I got past the metal detector. That's da- I mean, okay, like maybe a vial of poison or something. But like, in terms drug schmugs. But like, in terms of keeping America safe on yeah. our airplanes, what made it through the metal detector that is harmful now that I'm smuggling in my pants? I think that it's just TSA agents being like, I want to feel that dude. I mean, boy, that's a big song and dance just to cop a feel. Well, yeah. I mean, it's worth it. That is their time to shine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let them do their weird thing. And they're always so condescending. Not the pat-down people, but the yeah. the first line of defense when they're telling you what to put in the tray and take your backpack and take the laptop. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've flown before. You don't have to talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. Oh, no, I love it because I'm like, I forget and I freak out. I get to that stupid thing and I'm like, how many trays do I do? Where's my shoes? Are the shoes separated from that tray? What? It, God. Then I got on the plane and uh, I haven't had this in a while. Uh, guy sitting in my seat. And I always, I don't mind paying an extra 10 or 12 bucks to, to pick my seat. Mm-hmm. And I always like the window seat mm-hmm. because I, I got a pretty healthy bladder. I pride myself <laughs> in not using the bathroom on short flights. So I'm not hopping up and down. And I don't want to hop up and down to let the other two schmucks go pee every hour. So yeah. just put me, so anyway, I pay like 12 bucks extra for 28A, and then also, you know, every row, it's, they got the little diagram. A with the window, and B, and then C with the aisle. Yeah. And uh, it was a couple, a young couple, like early 20s, and the guy's sitting in my seat, and he played dumb. He's like, well, huh? And he starts looking around. I was like, yeah, that's A. And then he goes, are you sure? It's like, I'm positive. And I just pointed to the, and like, oh, okay. Because they, they, he had the window, and then she had the middle, and I guess they wanted me to have the aisle, but I'm like, yeah, oh, he wanted you to be like, that's okay. Yeah, and I'll I'm, just stay here. And I said, yeah, they charge extra for the for that that I paid for. But he, he was just like, he wasn't being a dick about it, but he was kind of playing dumb. Like, oh, I but hate like, when people play dumb. You never been on the airplane, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, A is the window. So says the stupid diagram right above your head. Like, but he was so just just pretend, just be honest. Oh shit, I was hoping you wouldn't show up. My bad. There you go. <laughs> but like, huh? What? Hey, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's a weird thing. Yes, yeah, so it was like scram. So. See, I would have been probably nice. I would have been like, it's okay. No, it's not okay if you paid extra to specifically get the window seat. That's crazy. They charge more for the window seat. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm just saying that you can pick your seat. Like, on it, it varies from airline to airline, but I'm saying. You buy your plane ticket, and if you don't pay any extra for whatever, mm-hmm. you just you just get what they give you. Okay. But for you know, and it varies from where you're at in the plane. But I always I don't really care where in the plane I sit. I just want to sit by the window. So I find the cheapest little. You can pick your seat for ten bucks or twelve bucks or whatever it is. And I'm like, I'll pay twelve bucks, and I pick that seat. 
You wanted that yeah, seat. Yeah. Although I was thinking, like, it'd be funny if somebody paid extra to pick their seat and they always picked the middle seat. <laughs> what kind of a psycho would do that? <laughs> was it a full flight? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So, That's But the on the way home uh, yesterday, I, uh, I dr- every now and then, if they haven't sold on Spirit, Spirit sucks because they nickel and dime you to death. But they do have, it's not first class per se, like you don't get free booze or anything. But they do have, we sat on our last trip together, we upgraded. Oh, yeah. But it's basically Spirit's shitty version of first yeah. class. Yeah. And, but the, and it's just instead of three seats, it's two seats and the seats are bigger and it's you're up front. It's fun. But, um, yeah, you could put your feet on that thing. Like when you book the flight, a lot of times you could upgrade then and it's like depending on the flight but it's usually like 150 bucks or 200 bucks extra to, but the thing is if nobody gets those seats and then you know we're the day of the flight at the gate they will sometimes say if anybody's interested in blah 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 and then it's like 25 bucks 30 bucks oh, so nice. they did that and i was like i'll take that I'll, I'll pay 30 bucks on a four hour five hour flight and i'll pay 30 bucks to That's have a bigger seat good so yeah that was fun that is fun yeah I'm so, so glad. Uh, but yeah, good times. Uh, Milwaukee Comedy Festival. That was so much fun. Uh, just had a blast. That's so cool. Great so that festival. was a, that was live boogie, and then you headlined that night. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I was exhausted because uh, yeah, the routing. I messed up the routing, and uh, forgot that it was six hours between Cincinnati and Milwaukee, and the fact that I had to be in Milwaukee at one p.m. instead of my normal, you know, four, five, six p.m. to do my regular show. Uh, we did the Boogie Monster show at 2 p.m., so I had to get up. And I did two shows the night before in Cincinnati, so I didn't get back to the hotel till like, 1 o'clock. And then I had to get up at 6 and then drive six hours, not go to a hotel because it was too early to check in my hotel, just go straight to the venue oh, and do the live boogie. But uh, it, it was worth it. It was fun. We had a good time. It's good to see Kyle. He's doing oh, great. Oh, how is Kyle? He's good. He's good. He bought a home. He's, he's a oh, homeowner now. He's excited about that. He bought a 100-year-old possibly haunted house in portland so uh he hasn't moved in yet he's still having to do so has he seen anything no but he just says you know i I don't know if he it's wishful thinking or what but you know kyle's a big ghost guy as am i you know it's part of the plot behind the boogie monster most of that was ghost and paranormal talk but uh yeah he likes all that stuff but yeah bought like a hundred year old home but, uh, yeah, he's doing well. And he, he did a theater. Uh, I, I closed out the festival. It was an eight-day festival. Mm-hmm. Most comedy festivals are like three or four days. Uh, I closed out the final night at the Laughing Tap Comedy Club. Thanks for everybody who came out. Just amazing oh. show. Like, I don't want to, you know, pat myself on the back. But not, not that I did amazing. But, like, I think it was sold out. The crowd was just so hot. That's so great. But yeah, just amazing show. But uh, so anyway, yeah, I closed out Sunday night at the at the club. But Saturday, uh, Kyle was the headliner at the Paps Theater, this legendary, beautiful theater downtown mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Um, I saw some pictures of it, and uh, yeah, but yeah, apparently he had a great time, great show. He's doing some theaters now, so he's he's excited about that. How dare you, boo! Um, wow, unprofessional. Yeah, sorry about that. But I, yeah, and the week before, he did. Uh, I think he said he sold out eighteen hundred seats in Denver. So, yeah, Kyle's kind of, and he has been for a few years, you know, he's kind of in that in-between stage of sometimes he'll do comedy clubs or rock venues, and then certain markets he'll do, like, full-on theaters. And, uh, yeah, that Paps Theater is beautiful, beautiful theater. So he did that uh, Saturday night, and I think uh, earlier in the week they had Todd Berry. So uh, it was, like, three or four headliners for the whole festival, and I was the last one on Sunday and just... Had a blast. It was a lot of fun. So thanks for everybody who came out. That is so awesome. To the Laughing Tap. And by the way, I love Milwaukee. Well, yeah. It's it's such a cool town. You, I mean, I've never been there. You've got to come with me next time. <laughs> I don't know why I said well. Yeah. And I can't put my finger on why I like it so much. I, I, I love all big mis- Midwestern cities. Like, I love Detroit. Mm-hmm. I like Cleveland. I like Pittsburgh. Uh, Chicago's great. You know, some of those Midwestern cities have a, a bad reputation in terms of what, for whatever reason, yeah. you know, they're boring or it's the Midwest, but like, man, Milwaukee's fun. I, I, I the food, I mean, a lot of German and Polish, a lot, a lot of sausages, a lot of cased meats. Did you go off your carnivore diet this run? Uh, no, only, uh, at the, the last night at the club, I was just so starving. Uh, I had some gummy bears. Oh, I love how you cheated. That's really good. I had some gummy bears and I had a couple of beers. Okay. So, 
I'm, oh. I'm trying, trying to not uh, trying to cut down on the booze, especially with this carnivore diet. But uh, no, my new hack, by the way, on the road, I found a carnivore diet hack. I was thinking, like, all right, what? Especially when I'm really on the move, you know, I don't have time. Like in the South, I can always pull off to a Waffle House and just get yeah. some bacon and eggs or whatever. But uh, like I said, there was so much driving this weekend that I really didn't have a lot of time to, like, stop and go in and eat. And I usually do try to do that when I'm on the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's an old – Nate Bargatze told me that trick years ago uh, about when you're traveling and touring as a comic and you're driving everywhere. He's like, stop and eat lunch. Go inside. Just stop, park the car, get out, go – even if it's McDonald's, just go in and just – it's just psychologically, you know, it's just – it breaks up the day and gives you a little, you know, treat and – little break from being in the car all the time. So I do try to do that a lot, stop and get out and sit down and eat. But I just didn't have time on this run. I was like, well, shit, what what, what fast food can I eat on the carnivore diet? And I found my little hack, uh, Wendy's, Dave's Classic Double. I love Dave's Classic Double. Just solid. One of the best mainstream burgers, fast food burgers on the market. But uh, in or- normally I'll order it just as it comes. I like all the, the gunk on it. But uh, just ordered it plain. They give it to you, and then just take the bun off, and then I'm just holding two meat patties with cheese and just snacking on that. So That's amazing. It's been my carnivore hack. I have a question. Do you think you like that hamburger because it is your name? Like, if there if there was, like, a Katie Burger somewhere, mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, okay. Yeah, that, that might have pretty, something to do with it. But, maybe. But, no, it's a, even if it was, you know, Robert's classic double. <laughs> it was Alejandro's classic double. It's still a solid damn burger. Well, good. Yeah, yeah when it, Winnie's not my favorite, but it's 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 pretty damn good. Oh, I love their chili. Yeah. Have you had their cup of chili? And then you can say, add onions or cheese. Have you had my chili? No, I've had your chili, of course, and it's delicious. And you love Wendy's chili. I do. Mm. It must remind me of my parents that are no longer here. Okay. We would always eat that for yeah. lunch. So, <laughs> oh boy. Well, Boo, I actually did stuff while you were gone. Can yeah. you believe it? Did you have a good weekend? I did. Were, were you safe? I was. Were you? Did you practice? What do I always say? I, I need you to practice a high level of personal safety. And always smile. And smile. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, what you I do? went to a concert. <laughs> I did. I took myself to a concert and i thought no, you took you and your friend to a concert. Oh, right i took yeah because that's why this story is funny okay you, you bought concert tickets for one of your best friends jazz yes to an artist who i that s- she doesn't particularly like <laughs> happy birthday and her birthday is at the end of the month it's yeah, not yes. in the beginning <laughs> I was dead wrong on so many things. Uh-huh. Jazz is my sister from another mister. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, Y'all have known each other for a long Over time. 10 years yeah. now? Yeah. Jazz used to be my boss. Yeah, she used to be your at, boss. At oh, yeah, that's where we all met. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, she's just the best. And she came over. And she was so sweet all week because she's like getting excited about the pink concert and she would show me like screenshots of her listening to pink and i'm pink, like pink is who you went to oh see. Yeah, yeah we saw pink mm-hmm. and it was some sort of carnival it was uh-huh. supposed to be so fun and where was it sparkly at? the sofi stadium is it a stadium it's a stadium pink is doing stadiums yeah wow i know it must be nice it must be nice i mean well, not really for comedy i don't know like more power to the comics doing Hockey arenas now. Yeah. Bert and Tom and Nate and that whole crew. Good for them, but comedy's not good. You don't think? In, in a, no. In an arena? Yeah. No. Well, even, even a theater sometimes is, is too big. What I learned about SoFi Theater is you're correct. SoFi Stadium, yes. SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's not a theater. Yeah, that's where, uh, is that where the, I think that's where the Rams play. Is it the Rams or the Chargers? One of the, one of the LA football teams plays there. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Concerts stress me out. Yeah. It's the worst. Uh So I'm stressed. I've been worried about this thing for a while, okay? (laughs) And I knew, okay, I'm taking Boo to the airport Thursday morning, and then me and Jazz are going to go to SoFi. So I got coffee all day, you know, because I like to go to bed early. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And I was so excited. Come to find out, Jazz 
doesn't really care about pink mm -hmm. at all. For some reason, now it was Sia. It was Sia that we liked. Oh, okay. So, so I thought, thought it was... <laughs> <laughs> we, because we did go to a Sia concert back in the day when I was drinking, and it was dope because yeah. we, I got a bottle of wine at Hollywood Bowl. They put it in one big cup because they don't give you. Uh, they options. pour a, a whole bottle of wine in one cup. Yeah, because wow. they don't want the bottle out there to sure. break and stuff. What, so. How big's the cup? Like a big oh, gulp? Oh yeah, because uh, it was uh, awesome. Am I right in saying I think uh, a glass of wine is four ounces? I believe, mm. and I think there's four <laughs> glasses in a bottle. So really, that's not that much liquid. That's sixteen no, ounces. But but man. it does seem like there's more than sixteen ounces in a bottle of wine. Maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You anyway. just wanted to talk about math. Yes, yes. I, I'm always trying <laughs> you to love math. I always try to weave that into every conversation. <laughs> so go to SoFi, and meanwhile, I think I'm out of touch. Mm -hmm. And I get that because I'm always out of touch. Mm -hmm. But like this is out of touch, touch because it felt like. Shaz, who is five years younger than me, mm -hmm. was with her elderly aunt <laughs> like going to mm -hmm. the, like a concert that the aunt thought, mm -hmm. I'm the aunt in this situation, mm -hmm. was amazing. I paid for an orange ticket, which is a parking area at okay. the SoFi Stadium. Very far. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot of money, the orange ticket. And you still had to travel a long way? Yes. I mean, it was a hike. It was $99. And then how far was the it parking spot? It was like spot? a 0.75 miles. No way. Yes. Three-fourths of a mile. Yes. You had to pay that much money and then walk 15 minutes. Yes. And Holy shit. What I thought with these tickets was, I thought it was going to be like your deadhead, like experience where you got to go and it was really good tickets. You're uh -huh. in the, I guess you were very close yeah, and it was great, nice. by the way. Okay, so my, the tickets were not cheap. Uh -huh. They weren't cheap. So in my head, I'm like, it'll be VIP section. We'll come in and they'll have a red carpet and it'll be wonderful and we'll talk like this. <laughs> there was like a hot dog. They didn't have any snacks. Really? What's going on with that? You're at a stadium. I'm expecting somebody to come up and down the stairs with, uh -huh. you know, hot tamales. Yeah, we had that or... at, at the Dead & Company. Yes. We had, oh, well, you did? Well, just like at the at the Dodgers game we went to last month yeah. that, that you hooked me up with, we had our own server, basically. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh -huh. Yeah, and so going from that to my pink experience yeah. was a little rough. And then... I, I'm not a concert goer. Uh -huh. So the first couple, I was like, cool. And then I got overstimulated. Uh -huh. It was too much. Because weirdly, ADHD people get overstimulated uh -huh. and they have to like retreat. Huh. And so at one point, Jazz says, okay, I think I'm going to go. And what she was saying is, I'm going to go get a drink. And I thought she said, I want to go. Uh -huh. And so I get my purse and I'm like, right on. And I just <laughs> go. go for the exit, like straight. And how long into the show was this? It felt like a long time. Well, but in reality, it's probably you had to guess. Like six songs in. Six songs in. <gasps> but you, you were like, let's go. Here's when I knew Jazz didn't like pink. And this is it Alanis Mora, mother effing. Set. There you go. I was wondering if you're going to be Whoa, able to click it tough. all together. <laughs> it was a tough one. Comes out and does uh, You Ought to Know with Pink. How about that? That was cool. But as she comes out, I hear Jazz go, no fucking way. And like it was genuine excitement as opposed to all week. It was like, yay, Pink. That's like go. you go to a comedy show and you're more excited about the guest spot than the headliner. Yes. Uh-huh. And so on the way home, I laughed really hard with her because I was like, do you even like pink? And she's like, no, but you were so excited. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> fail, 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 fail. Yeah. Well, you got to like really, those are details that must be confirmed. Well, I knew Jazz likes going to concerts. Mm -hmm. So check. But even that, like people <laughs> who like to go to concerts, <laughs> it's not just concerts. It has to be a band or an artist that they kind of like. Well, and then me and Jazz have, and it's not a hatred mm -hmm. for Pink, but it's like, uh, oh, we don't like her. I only know one Pink song. 
<laughs> was it one of her first big hits like 20 years ago? I'm coming. I'm turning around. Yeah, she did that one. Yeah, That's she did all of her hits. Yeah. And she does all this amazing uh, circus work, like Circuit de Soleil stuff, where mm-hmm. she's going up on those whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, she did a lot of stand up. You know how you love that. Oh, when the between songs, the banter? between songs. Boy, there is no lower comedic bar oh, than the between song Ooh. banter of a musician. Not great. Uh, the, the only thing lower, the only lower bar than a musician trying to be funny is um, baseball players in the dugout. Oh, yeah, baseball players in a dugout like pranking each other and being funny. It's like okay, as that's really dumb. Go go practice yeah, hitting or yeah. catching or she, come on. She go hit a curveball. Yeah, it was I, you know, and listen. So we were trying to figure it out because mm-hmm. she's an amazing performer, right? Mm-hmm. However, this was like her second to last show of an entire world tour. Mm-hmm. So this broad's tired. Yeah, she probably drove six hours from Cincinnati. She as well. probably did. Uh-huh. And and so she's just well, she's having the time of her life, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. But it was really fun for her. But as an audience member, <laughs> it was like, oh God, how long are we gonna talk to the piano guy? Like, I care about your band, but yeah. not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just wanna see you do fun stuff. But yeah, we just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So Great, and then I learned that a lot of people don't have my edible tolerance. Yes, because I gave Jazz a single gummy, which yeah. I was like, "This is nothing. You'll not feel it." And she was knocked out for almost twenty-four straight hours. Really? Yes. You know, came back, had a slumber party, and, and then it just kept going through the next day. What kind of edible did you give her? I gave her the yellow one. Oh, the one I just took. Yeah, it's ten milligrams. I know. Knocked her out. Yeah, and she's a drinker. Yeah. Like, a self-proclaimed. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Mm. It's just amazing. That's crazy. Some people can't hold their marijuana. Apparently not. At least, yeah, I drug my friends, so they'll stay. Anyway, but it was great, and then I got to see Gobbity the next day. I yeah. had a whole lady weekend. All right. That's yeah. Cool. What what you and uh, Gobbity do? Yeah, Erin oh, Gobbity, we your yes. uh, college friend? Yes. Uh-huh. She's my sister from another mister. Uh-huh. I love her. She's the greatest human of life, and also... Uh, she got me coffee and fruit and food, and we just sat at this cute cafe in Eagle Rock and chatted, and hours just flew by as they always do, and it was awesome. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Look at you. So I went out. Social butterfly. Then the last two days, I didn't leave the house, but I was tired. That'd be like me being an Atlanta Braves fan, and you're like, okay, buddy. I know you love baseball. I got you tickets to the New York Mets home opener. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah. <laughs> but you've got to iron out those details before you draw. That's the other thing. It, it was wasn't, expensive. It wasn't like it was you, expensive. It's not like you went down the street to the Troubadour on open mic night, you know, $12 ticket or something. Like That was the worst part. at Sci-Fi Stadium. I don't even know what you paid for those. Yeah. How dare but she, by the way? Hey, it wasn't. Even it was the wrong part of the month for her birthday, and it was, it was a, beginning. It was yeah. an artist she didn't even like. So I reframed it as "Happy Birthday Month," and then I was like, "I'll get you another present." I'm really sorry, because I think she thought it was just like an extra ticket I got or something. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, this is a concert experience. I just saw Pink and Carnival, and you know what? I think I got excited for me, mm. and that's my selfishness. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But it was a great weekend. I missed you. I missed you, boo-boo. But we're back. Everything's good. Everything's good. Our timer went off twice, so we have to move on, but we have to move on. I was flying home yesterday uh, from Milwaukee, and I was listening to the Braves. Braves are in the playoffs now. Ooh. Playoffs, October. Oh, my God. October's my favorite month. I know. Baseball playoffs. It's a big day. Football's in full swing. Uh-oh. Halloween. Oh, boy. So, anyway, I'm listening to the Braves game. Uh, in my headphones on the on the plane, and uh, they lost game one. It, now this this round, the divisional round, it's best of five, meaning the first team to win three. Okay. You know, if somebody wins three in a row, it's a three game series. It could be a four game series, but at most, it will be a five game series. First team to win three games, uh, and we're playing the Phillies, who we dominated in terms of record. They're in our same division. We, they were like fourteen games behind us at the end of the year. But they're still very good. They're very talented. They're you know they're 
The Braves on paper and throughout the whole season, clearly the best team in baseball during the regular season. That being said, anything can happen in the postseason. Yeah. Um, especially a team like Philadelphia. They're just they're just stacked. I mean, they're not as stacked as the Braves. Braves, mm-hmm. arguably, this year had the best offense in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. We, we went over that. But that being said, Phillies are still very tough. Well, Phillies came in on game one into Atlanta and won that game. So we're like, shit. You know, yeah. now they only have to win two more. Then game two, which was yesterday while I was listening, the first six innings, we were getting – a no-hitter thrown against us. They got this stud pitcher named Zach Wheeler. Basically, I think he had a no-hitter through five or six innings. Like, we didn't do anything. We literally got no hits the first five or six innings. And they had scored four runs, so it was four to nothing in, like, the seventh inning. We finally got a couple of runs. Um, But anyway, very dramatic ending to the game. It was dramatic. I enjoyed it. I, like, lost my shit in the plane, and the guy next to me almost shit himself because he didn't know what I was doing. But I found this, by the way. I wanted to play this real quick. Um, and by the way, I, I'm playing this. There's no mockery whatsoever. Yeah, there's no, this is no n- mockery. nothing but love and respect. But I just, uh, rarely do you hear <laughs> this uh, lead in scares uh, me. announcers okay. from other countries oh, yeah, yeah, announce. Yeah. So okay. the play last night, it was a game-winning play, uh, defensive play that ended the game and sealed the victory for the Braves. And I've listened to the uh, American broadcast. I've seen that play now about 20 times in the last 24 hours because it was so dramatic. Ooh. But uh, this is uh, this guy's a um, a baseball announcer in India. Uh, it's two guys, Manish Batavia and Ayush Sharma of the Ooh. Star MLB Network in India. And again, no mockery. I'm I'm not like oh this guy talks funny. No, no. it's I love how eloquent. You know, just being a sports fan my whole life, like all the American sports announcers, kind of have the same cadence and Mm -hmm. style and tone and it was just really cool and refreshing to hear a different take on a very dramatic baseball play it's two and two big shot coming up when he goes for it will it be caught is it going over is it going over the wall that has been caught how big was that moment double play game over the Atlanta Braves win by the barest of margins. What a comeback this has been. The Phillies have been stunned. Truist Park is thrilled to bits. This is the magic of the Major League Baseball. Former champions showing the world what they're all about. They were looking down and out at one stage. They were trailing 4 to nothing, And then the Atlanta Braves showing that they are a force to reckon with. This is their home. This is their den. You cannot beat them here. Oh, I love Twice him. In a row. This is their home. This, this is, is their, their den. den. That was beautiful. It was poetic, really. Yeah, it was poetic. Oh, and, uh, my God. I that love just, that, That man. just really uh, tickled my fancy. That was just... Uh, I, <laughs> I've never seen cool. you grin bigger. <laughs> Not since our wedding day. Yeah, exactly. There it is. But yeah, that play last night, uh, as you can see there... Uh, I mean, just incredible because we had taken the lead. My favorite, not to nerd out on baseball, but my favorite play in baseball Mm -hmm. is when the home team has been losing the whole game or trailing the whole game. And then at the bottom of the eighth inning, we take the lead, right? So we've been trailing the whole game, and this is what happened. Uh, We were trailing the whole game. It's four to nothing to like the seventh. Then we scored a run. Then Travis Darno hit a home run, scored two more, and made it four to three. But in the bottom of the eighth, we're losing four to three, and uh, uh, Austin Riley hits a go-ahead home run, a two-run home run. Now it's five to four. So I love in the bottom of the eighth. Plus there was two outs, so we take the lead, and then we get our third out, and then we go back to the ninth inning, the top of the ninth, and then just get them out, and then the game's over. I love just something about that yeah. pacing. I love. But so we had taken the lead in the bottom of the eighth. We go to the top of the ninth, five to four. Well, Philadelphia gets a runner on first. And then that dude in that play, it looked like it was going to be a home run. And that would have given them the lead. Um, Or even if they could have tied it, even if it wasn't a home run, if the guy didn't make the catch, that guy, Bryce Harper on first, would have clearly scored. But just the the way that game ended, because so it was one out. So the amazing catch was the second out. And then Bryce Harper made a running faux pas. He thought it was not going to be caught, so he takes off. But when it's caught, he's like, oh, shit, i got to go back to first. They throw the ball back in. 
throw it to first, get him out before he can get back safely. That's the third out. Guess what? The game's over. Braves win. That's exciting. It was very exciting. It, no, it yeah. was. You showed me mm-hmm. the footage very a few exciting. times, yeah. and it was <laughs> amazing. It really was. No, I understand. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, I can't. I was watching Southern Charm reruns. Yeah. Just trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, yes. all prepped for this next season. Kind of the same thing. Same exact thing. I understand. It's exactly the same. But, uh, <laughs> well, but that's yeah. awesome, boo. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. Like, as much, I mean, it's such a paradox because I love October playoff baseball. Yeah. In theory. But then when my Braves are playing, it's just like, I can't enjoy it because it's so stressful. Yeah. It's how I feel about Bethany Frankel's TikTok feed. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) I completely get it. Oh, boy. Should we uh, we grab some calls real quick? Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Let me me do that. I'm resetting. You're resetting. I got the timers. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. 562-548-2012. Whoa. (laughs) 562-548. Sorry. I talked over. Wait. Again. Five six two five four eight two zero one two. In that order. There we go. Uh, give us cute. a call twenty four seven. Let us know what's on your mind. We got uh, a fresh one that came in a couple days ago. Hey, Katie and Dave. This is Justin from Salt Lake City. I just finished your first October podcast, and I did want to recommend another great horror, kind of flew under the radar, called "We Are What We Are," uh, without giving too much away. Um, cannibalism is involved. It's a great little hidden gem. It's on Tubi, 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 whatever you'd like to call it. Um, another great one. Love your podcasts. Love that you've gone to YouTube so I can catch that while I'm just running around the house on my days off on Thursdays. Uh, keep the great content coming. Love seeing you two on YouTube. But yes. Check out We Are What We Are. Thanks so much for the content. Goodbye. Ah, Justin. <laughs> Hi and bye. Thanks, Justin. Okay. Salt I Lake love City. cannibalism. Let's we, do it. Who doesn't love a nice <laughs> cannibalism tale? Uh, no, but in terms of a horror movie, that's a great fodder. Uh, we Are What We Are. I'm unfamiliar with that one, but uh, let's put that one on the list. Can I say Check something pro mm-hmm. about cannibalism? Sure. I like high that. in protein. <laughs> okay, so if you're gonna carnivore diet, if you're gonna murder somebody, mm-hmm. right? Horrible, don't do it. Yeah, but if you do, at least you're getting nutrition. That's after. right, from the you're rooter not to the tutor, wasting anything. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like Native American. But you know, I don't guess waste that's any wrong. Part of the animal. Yeah. Would you ever taste human meat? Why would I do that? I don't know. Like, what if you're at a fancy schmancy restaurant, and then they're like, this is a delicacy, and they say it's blah, 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 in, like, fancy restaurant language, and then you have to try it. No, not in that context. Of course not. Okay. Am I a psychopath? <laughs> I don't know. I've been asked this, oddly, I've been asked this question before, <laughs> and I have thought about it a little bit. If I, and now, if we're talking, like, a deserted island, plane crash in the mountain kind of thing, some Donner, Donner Party shit. And I absolutely had to do it. I think casserole form would be the best. Okay. A casserole. I think like just a, eat. Like a chicken casserole, t- uh, tuna casserole, just, you know, a lot of breadcrumbs and cheese and other stuff going on. But you on. don't have that when you're in the in the middle of the frozen tundra. <laughs> That's a great point. Tundra. Yeah. Is that the right word for Frozen that? tundra? Is that Well, a just, thing? if that's where our plane crashed. Yeah, yeah. that's where it was. That is a place. I just uh-huh. made that <laughs> yeah. plane crash mm-hmm. destination. But, uh, yeah, no, if I absolutely had to, it would probably be uh, some sort of, you know, casserole, I think. Maybe, you know, of course, I'm a barbecue guy. Maybe I do some... Smoked human. Smoked human. But, yeah, it's uh, pretty nauseating even to... Uh, think about I will say, pretend. do you mind if I go first? Uh-huh. Let's talk about this. Uh-huh. I would oh God, love where's it this going? if you smoke me. If I smoked you? <laughs> like like barbecue just... style or, or marijuana style? No, no, no. Uh-huh. I want you to smoke me like in a smoker, like uh-huh. one of those big, big, big ones. Okay. But leave my head and then taxidermy my head mm-hmm. and use it as a candlestick. Mm-hmm. That's horrific. It's <laughs> absolutely be... horrific to even think about. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So much. 
<laughs> so much. Well, Justin, thank you. I'm going to watch some cannibalism. Thanks I can't for checking wait. in, Justin. Yeah. Appreciate that. Happy um, Thursday. We didn't His watch, day off is Thursday. Did we watch any horror movies last week? Yeah, we watched the one I fell asleep. Oh, Poltergeist. Yeah, I always yeah. fall asleep on that. I love that movie. You're not impressed by it. I'm not at all impressed by it. You don't think it. it's scary? I don't. That toy clown? Care. The toy clown thing? I don't care about Poltergeist. The little girl? What's happening? Oh, it's a tornado in a bedroom. <laughs> Big deal, Steven Spielberg. Well, maybe this movie will no, it's, entertain you I think a it's better. a generational thing. See, I like when people are taken over by evil spirits. Mm-hmm. And then there's somebody in there, but mm-hmm. they're fighting to get out. Yeah. And then the evil spirit's over them. And then they make, or, you know, where they're running around like an animal. I love that. That movie, Poltergeist I, came out a year before you were born. It's not like it's from the silent <laughs> era. <laughs> That's always, I'm always intrigued by people who just cannot, just can't, no, I can't, that well, movie's 20 years older than I am. How old were you when Poltergeist came out? I was five. Yeah. Uh-huh. So as a five-year-old, uh-huh. I could completely get your fascination uh-huh. with that film. You never listen to music <laughs> I do. from an earlier era? Hello. Movies? Dizzy is one of my favorite songs. Who's Dizzy? That's from... A 60s mix that I used to play at Silver Sneakers. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's before well, you were born, and you appreciate that music. How How is a movie any different? I never understood that. I get, like, extremes. I get, hey, I just, I'm not into silent films, you know, or I'm even black and white, I'll, I'll entertain that, even though, you know, yeah. but, like, hmm. people who just can't, oh, that's from the 70s? Yuck. No, it's not from, the, okay, here's the thing. It's from... Right before, I could see how, okay, you know how you feel about Scream? That's kind mm-hmm. of how I feel about Poltergeist. Like, mm-hmm. okay, no, I, I recognize mm-hmm. it's a good movie, and in that era, it, the special effects were awesome mm-hmm. and magical. But, you know, I'm an ADHD nightmare. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, a film buff. Yeah. That's true. So I'm sorry, okay? No one's ever accused you of being a buff. A buff of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next call, next uh, call. We got next a text. Call. A text Oh, came, I love text. Came in through the uh, the wire here. Hey, Dave and Katie, Brandon here. Hi, Brandon. Love the new YouTube format. Got a quick question. I've been climbing the corporate ladder, trying to create a cushy. Uh, I said cushy. Trying cushy. to create a, 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 now I can't say it. <laughs> cushy? Yeah. Cushy. Cu- cushy. Not, cushy. Not cushy. Cushy, sorry, sorry, Brandon. Let's, let's take that from the top. Brandon here, <laughs> love the new YouTube platform. Got a quick question. I've been climbing the corporate ladder trying to create a cushy life for my wife and two kids, but I've been really jonesing to open a barbecue slash grilling supply store in my hometown. There's really nothing like that in this part of my home state of Alabama, much less in my hometown. Convince me that I should follow my dream <laughs> and talk my wife into downsizing from our house and four acres. Ooh, oh, four acres. Oh, I know. Oh, what I, I'd kill for four I acres. Know. Way to go. Just um, to be on the land. Brandon, wanting to get into a barbecue and grilling supply store. There's nothing like that in Alabama? Yeah, well, in his area, and yeah, I love his this. area of Alabama. Okay, so I think Brandon already wants to do this. Mm-hmm. I think he's already on the, on the train. Mm-hmm. Brandon, do it. You got this. I'm excited for you. Here's my two cents, and mm-hmm. I don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. However, that's true. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I would start where you're at. For example, mm-hmm. um, let's do a pop up. Okay. Maybe use your four acres and and do you know a barbecue pop up and maybe have a sale of stuff like Uh there's so many cool pop-ups or you could go to markets and stuff and then that gets the mojo going get your social meds going and boom you could get a storefront Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that's a nice way however i don't know restaurant industry no that's not you do well no this isn't restaurant this is barbecue grilling supplies but oh, I thought it was a grill and a restaurant. Barbecue and grilling supply store. Okay, so different yeah. than <laughs> No, but no, but you're I thought I was following you because that it still applies. Okay, yeah. You could do, you know, pop-ups don't just pertain to, to food. Like you said, there's clothing, yeah. like vintage clothes pop-ups, there's yeah. record store pop-ups. Yeah. You, there's tool, I've even heard like tool pop-ups. Yeah. Like the snap-on tool guy will set up a tent somewhere, you know. Um but no, I, I thought that's what I'm you were sorry, alluding to. I'm sorry, I meant to. half 
because I was mm-hmm. understanding that, but yeah. then I also thought it was a restaurant. That's all okay, right. Cool. That's all right. But you know, that's a that's a great idea, actually, though. But yeah, uh, rather than just immediately starting with a brick and mortar with yeah. all that overhead, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you're right Charlie's here, got bud? his lion, okay. or is that his that's, tiger? That's the lion. A lion, Come yeah. On. Come on. That he has sex with, by the way. That was another thing this weekend. What? We have horny animals. I'm yeah. sorry. They're yeah. disgusting. Harvey. Harvey takes blankets. Oh, he's yeah. on a table. Yeah. Okay. I'm over here. <laughs> um, okay. No, I think that's a great idea. Uh, I'm, both Brandon and Katie have great ideas. Um, I, that's how I would approach it. Okay. I, would st- I wouldn't. Because you started a small business with uh, landscaping, yeah, right? Yeah, I started. And that was a little different in that there was no, I mean, there's overhead in terms of, you know, my equipment stuff, but I, I didn't need a storefront. So uh, that was nice. But, um, but yeah, and I used to do food pop-ups here in L.A. I yeah, would do, that I would was sell, awesome. I sold uh, homemade biscuits and smoked chicken wings at comedy shows. Oh, my gosh. And I did that at uh, the famous Meltdown comedy show until I got fired from my own gig there because I uh I spilt cooking oil all over the back parking lot because I didn't let the uh, fryers cool down enough before I went to put it recycle it back into its own bottle (laughs) and it melted the bottle (gasps) and went all over and uh I had to go rent a pressure washer and clean it up and then they were like yeah we don't want you to come back and do this but um well, yeah. that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, that's on me. Okay. But uh, no, point being, uh, I would start small, Brandon. I would start with minimal overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about the barbecue grilling supply uh, business or industry, but I would imagine, yeah, to start, you would want to put most of your, your money into the actual product. Yes. You know, uh, uh, building up your inventory. But yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of pop up, you know, weekends, find somebody... You know, my dad, we used to do that with baseball cards. Yeah. Uh, we didn't call them pop-ups back then, but that's exactly what it was. We yeah. would we would sell baseball cards at uh, festivals. Yes. Um, my dad cut a deal with a local video store. They had this little back room, kind of like what would look like the porn room of a video store. <laughs> and it's you and your dad. But, but it was a family. <laughs> it was a family-run video store. So, like, oh, we're cool. not going to put anything weird back there, but we don't really use it. But in the back of the store was this, you know, little room. And uh, he would just cut them in on a percent. Wow. So, you know, uh, you, you could find a place. I mean, you could even do it at a gas station parking lot, you know, on a Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Strike up a deal with the owner. Hey, I'll give you 5%, 10% of sales, whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, start that and then just see how that goes and then build that up. But, anyway, to, he's not asking for our actual advice on how to do it. You're right. He's asking if he should do oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. So, if he should. So, but, you're... What do you think? But yeah, I think life's too short. Now I know, Brandon, you say here you got a wife and two kids, so that obviously makes things, you know, a little more risky than if it was just you or just, you know, like our situation where it's just two of us. Um but that being said, yeah. I, I think about this all the time, how fortunate I am that I haven't had to have a real day job in twelve years. Yeah. And Anytime I, like this weekend, you know, the travel was tough and oh, I got to get up and I got to drive. And anytime yeah. I start thinking like that, I remind myself, hey, buddy, yeah, you could be driving to the factory. It's you, true. You could be driving to, to the Outback Steakhouse to flip steaks mm-hmm. today or, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm, I'd much rather do what I'm doing now than anything I have ever done. The only thing I've ever done in, you know, I, as far as jobs that I enjoyed uh, remotely as close to what I enjoy now was when I was in radio. Radio was fun. Yeah, there was nothing hard about radio other than getting up early in the morning. But so, but beyond that, every other job, even police, even landscaping, I enjoyed it. But it was physical, hard labor. Yeah, you know? I mean, a lot of times I was just sitting on a riding mower. But there was plenty Still. of times where I wasn't doing it. Point being, uh, it's a cliche, Brandon, but life is too short to spend forty, fifty, sixty hours a week. Mm-hmm doing something that you don't like. And he didn't say he didn't, doesn't like it, but, you know, when I just hear climbing the corporate ladder, I don't, that doesn't ring a fun. Well, yeah. It doesn't and if ring a fulfilling. It would be opening up your own place, especially it sounds like he has a lot of business 
acumen. There you go. There it is. Is that right? I think so. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and since you can take that from your corporate area, mm-hmm. yeah. use it. And it sounds like he's already decided he mm-hmm. wants to. Yeah. So I understand. I actually don't because I don't have kids. But um, it depends. You know, it's important that your wife feels comfortable. But also creating a plan might help mm-hmm. with the comfort because I get anxious about, you know, tomorrow. Uh-huh. So I understand anxiety. Charlie and the Lion. Get him, buddy. Oh, it's <laughs> fun. He's just, oh boy. There you go. He's on the <laughs> run. Um, But yeah, I would just say, look, if your partner wants to do something super passionate about mm-hmm. it, much like a, uh, not a league of their own, field of dreams. Uh-huh, yeah. You know what? If you build it, they will come. Yeah. So if you have this desire in your heart, Brandon. He will come. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was they. It was that's, a whole group of dudes. That's no, um. No, th- there was a group of ball players that came, but the he was the James Earl Jones character, or the um, I don't know if it, they refer to James Earl Jones character or Shoeless Joe Jackson. But I was just huh. I was just listening to something about baseball the other day, and they were talking about how that's like a butterfly effect thing, not a butterfly effect, a Mandela effect, oh. where you misremember something, like a whole everybody misremembers the same thing, oh. and everybody when people quote that movie, they always say if you build it, they will come. But they, if you go back and watch the movie, it's he will come. Interesting. Not to okay. shit on. Wow. Yeah. Well. What were you saying before I interrupted to mansplain something that's not relevant? <laughs> no, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know, your job as a partner, if your partner wants to jump over the damn moon, you have to sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to watch you jump over the damn moon. You know what I mean? And be excited about it because I'd want that too. Yeah. But I think it's a plan together Mm -hmm. because if you're so passionate about it and you sit down, it's like, let's just talk about this Mm -hmm. here. Let's negotiate almost like I, I just think that's so much better going about it together Mm -hmm. and starting that journey because it's going to be a journey. A store is a lot, but I think Brandon do it and Uh, listen, I we're behind you. Yeah, and so, yeah, and he's talking about one way financially, it seems that he might be able to pull it off, is downsizing from his house in four acres. Now, that would be tough to give up. Well, you just want the four acres. You're like, can I just take your life? (laughs) So, you know, but and I'm sure he's thought of this, but you got to remember this too, Brian. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing as far as like, I'm just quitting this job and I'm starting this business. You'd probably have to quit the job to start the business, but I'm saying you could supplement your income. A number of right. ways in this modern era, this gig-based economy. So true. You know, you could, I don't know exactly where he lives in Alabama, but, you know, I'm sure maybe he could, a little DoorDash, a little Postmates. 100%. There's online revenue. There's there's different ways to kind of supplement your income. So yeah. that wouldn't make it as scary as like, okay, well, I've, I've taken this job, set yeah. it aside. Now I have to match that income with this one new endeavor. Yeah. That would be intimidating. Yeah. But that's kind of how I started my landscaping thing. When I pivoted, when I pivoted from law enforcement, (laughs) when I I voluntarily walked away from my law enforcement career, um, I wanted to start landscaping, but I I started small. And at the same time, I was driving limos and doing other things. And then I just kept doing both until the landscaping was making enough to where I could quit the other things. Yeah. Well, and also, I want to go ahead and say, I had a friend that would sell things on TikTok and crush Mm -hmm. because so many people are on it. Like, using social media Mm -hmm. is so helpful and fast and, like, you can Venmo me and I'll, you know, and people love convenience. Mm -hmm. So, if you drive that crap to them, deliver. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to make a pretty penny. Yeah. Pretty penny. But yeah, and you have to think like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people look at things in terms of black and white of like, well, I've got a family, I've got kids, yes, I've got financial yes. obligations, yes. I have to take care of that. And that is true, mm-hmm. but you also have to think about the long-term damage that you're doing to your own psyche mm-hmm. and your own, just your soul in terms of just year after year doing a job that you do not like. I don't, again, I don't know how much he likes his current yeah. job, yeah. but I think there's definitely something to be said, like I said this when I was starting comedy, like uh, this isn't an original thought, but when I started comedy, I just wanted to make enough money. I want to make the same amount of money I was making doing some other job. Right. You know, if I made 30000 a year doing whatever, 
if I could just make 30,000 a year doing comedy, I'd feel like king of the world, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't know where I was going with this. Man, I had a point. Incremental? Maybe it's little steps? Oh, oh, no. Um, uh, I I used to say this. I just pulled this out of my ass one time, but it made sense to me. Uh, I'd rather make $30,000 a year doing something I love and would theoretically do for free Mm -hmm. than $100,000 a year doing something I hate. Yes. You know? Now, I know... The end result's going to be different. You might have yeah. to alter your lifestyle. But in terms of your own sanity and your own quality of life and your yeah. own mental health, I'd much rather make less money doing something I love. And also, being your own boss, that also has a, ce- a high ceiling or no ceiling. Yeah. You know, being an entrepreneur is scary, but for the most part, there's no ceiling. Yeah. So you got to consider that as opposed to, well, okay, this job over here, I could go work for this company going up the ladder and it might be steady, consistent. I might climb a ladder, but yeah, I'm going to climb it slowly. And eventually there's going to be a ceiling, but you know, when you're doing your own thing, theoretically there's no ceiling and just the, the happiness and what that could do to your overall quality of life. Yeah. As far as like getting up every day, going to work, a doing your own thing, being your own boss, but B in a field or in an area, or yeah. as they say now, in a space. Oh, is that, that what they say? That is, that is something that you enjoy doing. I love that. Yes, Brandon would be entering the barbecue supply space. Ooh, yes. that sounds mm-hmm. better. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh-oh, I just, my fake nail popped You okay? Off. I just put it on. But yeah, best of luck to you, Brandon. Uh, keep in touch, man. Let us know what you decide. Uh, I know... You know that that's a scary thing, but uh, terrifying. And it's easy for us to sit here. And I know, just play quit armchair quarterback with Brandon and his family's livelihood. But uh, you asked me to give a speech, uh, Brandon. Yeah. Good luck. So, murder fist reference. Uh, but yeah, Brandon. Good luck, buddy. And uh, keep us in, uh, informed. Yeah. And uh, man, I say go for it if you can figure out. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I don't know how much money he's making now, but like I said, you could patchwork that shit together, man. You might Sounds have to, like he already has might, a plan. You and, might have to work more, but, yeah. you know, make some money off of your new thing, some money off of this side project, some passive income off of this thing, yeah. figure it out, and then, you know, kind of uh, twist the knobs a little as you go until you get exactly where you want to be. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Remember, as LL Cool J once said... Dreams don't have deadlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. I just winked at the camera. That's pretty good. That neat. Oh. That's kind of fun. Ladies love oh, cool jeans. Oh, he's great. Yeah, so give us a call or a okay. text anytime, 562-548-2012. We want to hear from you and uh, let us uh, make decisions on your life. Yeah. Let us. Let us give you very vague. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> With no repercussions on our end. Uh, but we had a topic lined up today, but we're uh, we're up against it, and uh, I, I keep hearing those timers go off. <laughs> so we will get to that next week. It's a good topic, guys. It's juicy. Mm-hmm. It's a juicy topic. I like. I keep it. winking. Charlie, you all right over here, bud. Look at that. Look at that cute guy. He's depressed. What a sweet little. He's fella. so sad. Yeah, he's a sad I don't boy. know. Anyway, but where can we find you on Instagram? The letter K, the letter T, L O W Strandberg. There you go. Oh, I'm there. I'm on the TikToks because I'm getting dressed every day. Oh, yeah. What's going on with that? So you, you're yeah, just... Yeah, I'm dressing uh, up. That's a hell of a premise. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm getting dressed. Okay. So, Doctor, uh, we went over this last week, but Dr. Julie was suggesting to, like, go ahead and uh, get dressed and dress for the job you want. Mm-hmm. So I was inspired. And so today I'm dressing... As the job I want, retiree. There you go. Boca Raton. Okay. Gonna check my mail. Might be rainy outside, but if it's not, I'll sit at the porch. That's what all this is? Yeah. That's very specific. Yeah. I like it, though. Okay. That's cool. It's weird. And sometimes I forget, so it's like every other day, but it's there. Where can we find you on TikTok? Do you not know your own TikTok? (laughs) TikTok. There we go. Social media whiz over here, Katie Strandberg. Aaron will put it on. Aaron, we'll find it. It'll be right here. <laughs> you can do it right here. It's right here. Oh, boy. This is for later. For post, as they say. We're very profesh. Next month, come see me on the road. Uh, November 16th, I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina at Goodnight's Comedy Club. And then November 17th and 18th, I will be in Bristol, Tennessee, slash Virginia. That's so cool. If I you don't know uh, Bristol's Tennessee slash Virginia, 
the city, the main street in town, one side, it's right on the border, obviously, of Tennessee mm-hmm. and Virginia, but this side of the street's Tennessee, this side of the street is Virginia. The Blue Ridge Comedy Club lies on the Tennessee side of the uh, of the street, and I will be there at the Blue Ridge Comedy Club, November 17th and 18th. Come see you, boy. And uh, also, I'll be doing shows in Greenville, South Carolina, on the 15th and the 19th. I don't have all the dates, and the tickets aren't ready for that, but uh, Greenville, South Carolina folks, yes. come see you, boy, as well. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. And it will be. The December dates have been altered just a little bit. We'll talk about that down the road. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, fine. yeah, come see me in uh, Raleigh, uh, Greenville, okay. and Bristol. Oh, I love this. And uh, holler at your boy. Uh, the new album slash special, the special's up on YouTube. Yep. Uh, still. Uh, I say still like it, like we got renewed for a second season. <laughs> uh, pack a lunch. Go watch that on YouTube if you have not. Uh, and if you're into the vinyl, if you're a vinyl head like myself, uh, two LP on translucent colored vinyl, Dave Stone Pack a Lunch is available at blondemedicine.com. And it's so good, you guys. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing. Um, it's okay. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. It is. It, it's all right. But it, it's a thing I did. So. It's a great thing you did. But yeah, if you want to get that vinyl, those are limited uh, supply. We are uh, running low on those, but there is still yeah. uh, a little bit uh, of a supply there. So uh, blondemedicine.com or uh, come see me on the road. I'll, I'll probably start selling them uh, at the merch table. So we, I didn't do it this time because it's like flying with it hot. and stuff. But yeah. Uh, so hot. Also, uh, patreon.com slash Dave's Kitchen. If you want to get up on that food. Yes. Uh, do a cooking video, instructional cooking video every month. And then uh, also just do a food-related chit-chat podcast. Oh. Uh, the current one is uh, with our one of my best pals, Gilbert Lowen. Oh, Gilby. Yeah. Gilbert Lowen, join that me and we baby. talk about some food. So uh, yeah, that's at uh, patreon.com slash Dave's Kitchen. Oh. Boo, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We should do this more often. Oh my gosh. We will. <laughs> Next week. Want to do the same? Meet you here? Make it a date. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you, Charlie and Harvey and Truman and I. Oh, and Dave and Aaron say thank you. Bye. Thank you.